In a week where Aaron McInef's train is in full locomotion and we finally get a win away from home. Bobby Madden is a wanker. My name is Jarvie and I'm joined this week by Cameron, Hammy and Simon. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. Cameron, you must be in absolute dreamland at the moment. Um, I mean, yeah and no. The train's going, but it's it's like a like a diesel locomotive at the moment. Like I, I feel like it's not quite got up to speed. We've 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 just headed out for the depot, and um, we've not got any passengers yet, or something along those lines with a train, right? But it's it's not at full steam. <laughs> I don't think Mac and S been that bad. Fine. fine. No, he's been fine. But that's it. Right. You're not buzzing about being on that train. You've not had a drink yet. No, it's like, it's not a train on your holidays yet. It's a train because you've got to go somewhere. Right. A train to work. I mean, aye. I would be better than a train to work. <laughs> <laughs> what else would there be? Why else would you be on a train if you're not going on somewhere like... A train to visiting relatives that... Like... It might be a fine visit, like you know that first. <laughs> right, okay, that sounds even worse than going to work. Um, <laughs> Hammy, uh, literally minutes after we recorded the last podcast, um, the Scottish Cup draw took place and we've drew Auckland like Talbot yet a bloody game again. Um, could this be a, a Brora Rangers 2.0 Nielsen out situation? <laughs> if we lose, then aye, but surely no. Like, Surely no. Surely no. <laughs> team, team seems too professional now to make the, this mistake. I, I also think when we played Brora, did we not have a few players out with, on international Jake? I know Craig Gordon didn't play, and I think Michael Smith and that played, and Boyce and things. It was a bit of a second-string team. Now, our second-string team still should have been able to beat Brora, but this time, you know, we're going to be all guns blazing. Hopefully in a rich vein of form, and um, aye, mm-hmm. come back to me in the twenty third, and it'll depend, I guess. Right. Or we go into that game hungover and sleep deprived because it's the first game after the Portugal winter break jollies. <laughs> end of January. Oh, they'll be buzzing to be back. <laughs> <laughs> Just. Mm. Smell a catastrophe on our hands. I'm only joking. We're, we're going to go there and win comfortably. We hope. Um, still no news on Benny, Hammy. No, like I said, I feel like a bit of a dick as well because I was waxing lyrical about how Nielsen was telling us all he was dancing about the showers and that, and then he's out for you do you do look like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he was fine, and then it was like, oh no, he's missing the next two games. Um, there still doesn't seem to be any update yet. He had a scan on the injured um, ankle. Yeah, ankle. Mm-hmm. So, but that's really all that's been said. It makes me a bit wary when there's no news about it. Usually, you say, "Oh, it's just a wee ankle strain. He'll hopefully be back for this game." But it was straight out. He's missing Celtic and Livy. So hopefully, we've got Rangers coming up, which is obviously a big game on Sunday, which we would love to have him back for. But. Um, I think we actually have a little bit of depth there that we can call on. So, I think we've learned that Robbie Nielsen is no um, 
Man of Medicine in any kind of way. <laughs> you calling Robbie Nielsen a snake oil salesman? I just, I, I'm, I'm just not sure that he, he understands anything about um, injuries when it comes to them. Right. He's, right. he's, a, he's a man who played in a certain way. I think uh, he probably never really got that injured himself, and mm. um, if he did, he played through. Um, so I think he just sees everything as a bit of a laugh. <laughs> it's a very good point. I can't remember Nielsen ever being out injured through his his tenure at right back. Yeah, good point. Um, I see what happens with Benny. The, the club is very good at keeping the cards close to their chest. He could just have COVID. <laughs> could be another one of them. But a slight tackle that gave him COVID. <laughs> Someone coughed in his face as he went down. That's um, that's definitely spreading misinformation. <laughs> um, I see what happens with Benia. Um On to the under-18s uh, They played away to Rangers on Friday night uh, Now I knew this because i seen it posted by Jambles Youth Report On Instagram, who I highly recommend you give a follow 24 hours went by And I thought, that boy's never posted the score So I asked him And the admin said he didn't really want to post anything Because it was a bit embarrassing uh, It's because we got beat 6-1 Oh, in Glasgow. These things happen, eh? So that ended our seven game unbeaten streak. But between us, we think we're still top of the table. We're not sure. Um, uh, but yeah, Rangers have got like 10 full time uh, youth players in their team. So, you know, it does. These things happen. Um, but that result could have been due to John Rankin leaving. He's joined Hamilton Academicals as their assistant manager. And Stephen Naismith will now take control of the under-18s until the end of this season. Not a bad replacement, surely. Eh? Just imagine I'm shouting at kids. <laughs> it seems like a bit of a ready-made replacement. We have all these coaches and things. Um, so... Fair play to John Rankin on his move, even if he is a bit of a Hibs bastard. But a lot of the youth players came out on sort of Twitter and were seemed to be very highly thought of. So good luck to him and good luck to Stephen Naismith. Yeah, exactly. See you no more, Hammy. Ideal. Um, a player that came out of the under-18s and should have been in the first team scored again at the weekend. Ewan Henderson, Cameron, I know you. Again, you've been watching him so close on the internet. So 21 goals in seven games now, I think it is. <laughs> 40, 40 goals in eight games, I think. Um, I've no idea, but every week he seems to have more goals. So it's uh, more than last week and more than Hart scored. So there you go. <laughs> just It's just quality. Um, Aaron Hickey flying, uh, by the way, scored for Bologna at the weekend. He's now the youngest defender with at least three goals scored in the top five European leagues. That's so specific. <laughs> I know, right? One of those tweets you see, and you go, that sounds right good. He's also he's also not out on loan, so let's move on. <laughs> we, we do get a wee windfall when he gets uh, sold. Um, Simon, the, the Maroon Report, um, has put together an excellent thread on XG. You're having a good look at it. You've done some uh, similar homework yourself, uh, kind of in line with um, goals, kind of shots and goals conceded, if you want to go on about that. Aye, so maybe a couple of months ago now, we we done a wee thing where we found that Hearts were actually conceding a lot of their, sh- a lot more shots on target than anyone else in the lead- league. And I suppose that kind of builds upon what um, the Maroon Report found in the, the last week or so when we have the worst, the best 
XG based on goals compared to goals conceded, is it? Yeah. Aye, so we're expected to concede a lot more goals than we actually do. Um, and they both kind of go hand in hand. If you're conceding shots on target, I'm guessing your XG is going to be a bit higher. So I, it's interesting to see, and it just shows that when we when we talk about Craig Gordon being the, the real difference between us pushing European spots and fighting off a relegation battle, it's nice to have the stats actually backing up to prove that it's true. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think the, the, the difference was Hearts should have con- uh, conceded 6.1 more goals than we have done. And it feels about right, you know what I mean? If not more. That more than safe, that other keepers wouldn't have. Aye, well, there's definitely a few for this weekend. Straight after he put that up. Yeah, exactly. Aye. And we'll definitely come on to that. Um, David Martindale said after the Libby game that Craig Gordon has earned Hearts at least nine to twelve points this season alone. I don't even think nine to twelve was a number as well. <laughs> it's just his accent. Um, he's probably no wrong. Hey. Um, VAR, it's all talk, loads of talk about VAR at the moment. It now sounds like it's coming in next season, potentially after the Winter World Cup to Scottish football. So that's the time it's going to take to get everyone trained up, all the officials. I think well, we're going to speak about the Celtic game in a minute, which we haven't covered yet, but I can, I can only see this being a benefit to Hearts. I mean, I mean, can you? <laughs> like I do. I, you trust that because you've seen in England that it's the people that's implemented if they're no good enough it just is just as bad as having a shite referee like the rules aren't they made for VAR they, they haven't been updated to, to accommodate with video refereeing they're still a bit wishy-washy there's loads down to interpretation and when there's stuff down to interpretation as much as there is in football being able to watch over in a video doesn't really solve anything because you see it nowadays, people still argue on Twitter and they've got every fucking angle in the world. Hmm. So, aye, it'll probably clear up a lot of controversial decisions, but it also just adds a lot more as well. I know where you're coming from. I mean, for the example of, of the Celtic <laughs> game, that offside goal, that, that simply wouldn't have been a goal if we had I one. know. Well, it could have been because the the line, the VAR could have said, oh, you might want to check that, and the ref could have said, no, nah, I don't actually want to, I'm happy with it. I think they, they don't they have check, to go check it. VAR checks every goal. I bet it's not up to the ref whether he takes the advice of the VAR referee. Not for a, a goal. No. Right, okay. I think, they, I think they review all turnovers and scoring plays. <laughs> <laughs> every time there's a, a beanbag on the pitch, a yellow flag. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hammy, what do you think? Can you see there being some shenanigans behind the scenes, even with VAR in there? Oh. 100%. We couldn't organise a piss-up in a brewery of this. Um, so adding another thing to learn and something to do would just be uh, a bit of... I, I still think you'll have your contentious decisions and, you know, essentially VR is just look, one person's opinion looking at that. So that person could have looked at that offside and went, ah, I don't know, because it has to be enough. So if they give a go, they then have to see enough to overturn it, I'm assuming. So if it's a bit iffy, then and even like uh, not even just the red card uh, offside goal. I think red cards and bad tackles and things as we've seen when players get stopped with hamstring injuries and all that. I think bars hmm. sort of put in that it's, it's going to solve with all these problems. Where I just don't think it's good enough. And you know what Simon says, 
VAR's like digitising football, whereas football's still very much in the Stone Age, especially at, um, in Scottish leagues. We didn't even have goaling technology yet. <laughs> I know. Or clocks in the digital clocks in the stadiums. <laughs> we didn't have that yet. Don't. Don't. We don't even have a screen at Tyne Castle. <laughs> no, no, no. This this isn't the week for that because we'll have a clock on Sunday. It's on telly. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was something I was going to do. So I was just listening to um, uh, Sports Sound and they were talking about Crawford Allen, that head of referee was on it and stuff. And the new chief exec for Hibs that was on it. dull. Right. It was uh, not the most exciting dog walk <laughs> I've ever had. But uh, the Hibs have just had these screens put in. They were saying, you know, are you so you'll be using these for VAR? Basically, saying they will, they'll have like you know, under review up on the screen, and they'll say goal awarded, whatever will come up. But there needs to be an agreement across all premiership clubs that it's going to be uniformed, like, there's not going to be stadiums that don't have TVs. So maybe we are going to see a clock in our telly in Tincastle, Cameron, Just... 38 inch. <laughs> 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 Something that Gary Locke's front room. Aye, so Gary Locke's been trying to shift for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Box telly. Aye. They're going to be in a position where clubs either get like a big screen put up or Hibs and other teams are going to get told that they're not allowed to use them, <laughs> which would be so Probably pay- more likely. Probably <laughs> more likely that they just add like a fucking iPad to the side of the pitch. Mm-hmm. Like, That's... being serious. Yeah, I just feel like... It feels like we're just not ready for it. Like, and it's we, still we can't get all clubs to have grass at the moment. <laughs> and they're wanting them to have big screen tellies and stuff. It's I know. And that alone, it's a hundred grand to implement, and I think it's like thereabouts every year as well. Like to keep like the, the cost of running it. Like who's got the, who's got money for that outside about us and the old firm? I don't get it. I guarantee you, James Anderson, he can't get a day's money quick enough. Is going to pay for every team in the Premier League to get VAR installed, and I'm not even joking. Oh. Uh, we'll see what happens. It's going to be a weird year next year. I kind of feel it. Um. Anyway, Cameron. Something I have been looking forward to since you suggested it at half past four this afternoon. Hearts players as advent calendars. <laughs> oh, you know when you wish you hadn't said something. No, Listen, didn't. I've done I've done like research for like comparing hearts players to certain different things. <laughs> not not one of them has been a fucking advent calendar. Well, there you go. Festive season. You wake up in the morning. <laughs> Get an extra wee treat every morning. You open that wee door. There's a bit of chocolate there. It's great. Like so, why not at that point? Let's compare our squad to Advent calendars because that would obviously be the logical thing to do as a Hearts festive podcast. <laughs> so I'll give you a couple, and then it's on to you, gents. See what you've come up with. So I want to go with uh, dairy milk, right? Solid, really solid. It's your, your bread and butter advent calendar. Mr. Cochrane, all season, it's not flashy, but it's really, really good. Never really lets you down. You enjoy it. There you go, dairy milk. And then you wiggle up to the next level. Lint, best of gear, five quid job. It's Craig Gordon. Like, <laughs> completely different level. And then I've got the one that I told you earlier. I mean, you get those ones where it's like a craft gym club, a craft beer club, and it sound great 
the rubbish. Like it turns out that you're really disappointed and you spent a whole lot of money on something that's complete nonsense. Mr. Woodburn. I mean, <laughs> you that all over. <laughs> that was good. I feel like you've not had a good good rant like that in a good long time, Cam. Have you not got any for me or is it just me? I've got I, I had Cammy Devlin compared to Canna Foster's. <laughs> That's because lazy. I thought we were doing it as beer and that. Right. What's, more, what's more Australian than a can of Foster? <laughs> I thought it was alcohol related as well. I totally missed that. This is meant to be about advent calendars. I mean, you introduced it as a segment about advent calendars. No, no. <laughs> In the group chat, you were just talking about loads of different drinks. You just don't want to be... Ben Woodburn was just a craft gin or like an advent calendar with gins in it. Keep That's up. It. How many have you got some? I've got, I've got an actual advent calendar one. So you can the cheese advent calendars you get. Oh, no. Oh, you've never had a cheese advent calendar. No. You, you keep it in the fridge. fridge. You keep it in the yes. fridge. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, cheese advent calendar. Benny Beningame. Because even when the cheese isn't that good, it's still fucking brilliant. Still cheese. Oh. Still cheese. Still great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I, I've got two, but they're just alcohol related, if that's okay. I go for it. Well, I've got so for Craig Gordon, you want something, uh, something aged, something classy, and quite difficult to put a price tag on. So I went for a very expensive bottle of Chateau de Pont, very expensive red wine from the country of France. Country of. I googled expensive wine, found that one. So there you go. And Cammy Devlin, a bottle of Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. Wow, that's amazing how badly you can fail at something, but there you go. <laughs> Wait until you hear the quiz I've got for you. <laughs> um, there we, go. we talk about some football then. <coughs> no. Um, two games. Would, well, we'll do quick, quick over the Celtic one. Eh? We'll just follow a quick over it because there's no point in talking about how fucking shite the refereeing has gotten us a bit more. Do you think so? Well, Simon, there was a change of shape. Nielsen went for it. I saw so, uh, it was a 4-2-3-1, essentially, um, with Ginelli down the middle. Um, it was still sort of like a 4-4-1 or a 4-3-3. It was quite flexible, and, and we kind of fluttered between those, but I think it worked quite well. Um, Celtic had their chances, like they always going to work, but I also think we created quite a lot of chances, and especially in that second half, I feel like we really should have scored a goal. There was some absolute chances, like Stephen Kingsley's header, that he was just wide open. Celtic somehow have the best defence in the league, but every time I watch them, teams are having so many chances. But uh, I, um, it was Michael Smith and Stephen Kingsley were left back and right back. We had Halkett and Suter in the middle. Craig Gordon and goals, obviously, pretty consistent there. The only difference is we're at four. And then the three in the middle of the park were Devlin, Harren, um, McInef, and then we had um, the wingers were Woodburn, Barry Mackay, and then up front was Ginelli by himself. Um, that, that, that indeed was the starting 11. <laughs> um, what about Craig Gordon's save? I think it's quite underrated. The, the kind of open goal for James Forrest and he rolls it while he's shooting. Aye, so he just kind of takes it off the 
part of the foot that James Forrest would obviously be wanting to hit it with, so he, he hits it a wee bit wide and it comes straight off the post. I, the ability for him to to sort of slide along the ground that quickly and get there at that age, man, I couldn't do it at this age. I mean, I don't think I ever could have done it, but um, <laughs> it would be very difficult. He's phenomenal. Yes. Cameron, you took yourself off mute. Do you want to talk about how, how good to clean? He's back on mute. Um, <laughs> I mean, we've spoke about the goal already. There's no point going in. Everyone's taught the arse off it. Um, I don't think I'm ready to stop talking about um, the Jota pulled hamstring thing. Aye. Insane. It is insane. Um, I, with, the, with the referee, they're either not good enough or they're not brave enough to to sort of make the right decision, or or they're easily easily influenced. And any of those three means they shouldn't be getting these games. Did you just say they're evilly influenced? <laughs> Maybe a, fr- a little Freudian slip. <laughs> um, so for clarity on that, so Bobby Madden should only be stopping the game in that instance if there's a head knock. Yeah, and God clearly just pulled his hamstring. It was a drop ball, so he knows it wasn't from a challenge. He stopped play because he's pulled his hamstring. Well, we were like genuinely looked like a promising attack. Ball it was like ball. a three on two. Yeah. Um, so then he's so it's a drop ball. Not only that, despite us being in possession with it, he gives it to Celtic and the cherry on top of the cake. Celtic never even passed us the fucking ball back. <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't blame Celtic at all for this. Like Celtic are absolute. Arsenal's and they've they've obviously not been done the the in quotes sportsman thing, but if Hearts had done that to like I'd be going well, get up yeah that's funny. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's the refereeing which is just absolutely fucking diabolical. I just don't get. I, there's just so many decisions in that process that are wrong, and the most frustrating part of it all is there'll be absolutely no consequences or review of this or or nothing will come of this. Nothing will change. No. There's no uh, accountability for bad referee, and it seems like they can just just have a shite game and then right on to the next weekend. No bother. Mm-hmm. Bobby Madden's going to be the best in Scotland. All right, well, I, I mean, exactly. I. It's like <laughs> being the best behaved prisoner. You're still fucking in jail. <laughs> um. Well, well, someone that should be in jail, Simon. What about Barry? Poor wee Barry McKay getting pelted with balls. And coins at the corner flag. How how region? What are you? Oh, it's just standard pattern. Um, there's cunts like that all over fucking every single fan base. Is you're going to get cunts like that. I've seen cunts get hit by things. It's at Tynecastle. Mm-hmm. It's it is a scumbag behaviour, but yeah, it's expected more in some stadiums than others. That's all I'll say. Barry <laughs> Targeted for obvious reasons, but I felt felt right sorry for them. And it felt like uh, as the game went on, after like the first time, Barry was trying his heart out, like to get a goal. And when it like he was desperate to go and celebrate in front of that corner, slowly becoming one of one of my favourite players. Actually, his his work rate is phenomenal. I I completely agree. I'd said I think like just two podcasts ago, he should be dropped. Um, that was after Ben Woodburn looked good that one time. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm all I'm on the Barry McKay can't use train boat, Cameron. Is that right? <laughs> no, you Barry can. McKay, but. This, is this a train to work or a boat? <laughs> a boat? Is this a boat to the Isle of Sky or roads like? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not the travel correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
I'm uh, all for Barry. You're the Alison Hammond of this podcast. You're just <laughs> as long as you're on. <laughs> um, second half, Simon. Like we didn't play bad. Like we we had really good phases. I think it was between the 70th and 80th minute. There was a graphic came up on screen that said we had 71 percent possession for that period, which is incredible. And we were really pressing on them then. Aye, I, I think. I don't think the gap between us and Celtic and Rangers is actually that much. I just think they're maybe a bit more consistent right now. Um, they've probably got like a few more players that can just do do something that that we don't. But I think actual ability wise and our our centre mids and our defence is just as good. Especially mm-hmm. like with how new the Celtic team is. They're, they're there for the taking occasionally, and I definitely think we could have got a draw out of this game. Yeah, yeah. No, we deserved the point as well. Um, just almost finally on this game, which we'll put in the back of our minds until next time. Um, Christoph Beda, what an absolute right <laughs> back. Not representing Hearts at all. Like refusing to say their goal was offside and being a neutral in the studio, which clearly wasn't his assignment. He would have been told, like, you're there to to represent Hearts. To, to be honest, I didn't watch a fucking second of the build-up. I didn't watch a second of the halftime show. I didn't watch a second of the post-match. I couldn't give a fuck about what most of these people on these shows talk about or say. Well, I'm glad I've seen it because Christoph Berra is cancelled. <laughs> I said on Twitter, Frank Sozzi would have done a better job representing Hearts <laughs> in the studio. Um, and I felt that was a very underrated tweet. So, yeah, so you're just plugging it here again <laughs> you can go and find it um, but I bet I can get to fuck he's obviously still so bitter about how it all ended uh, you know stand all times going it on loan and all that but uh, he's, he's finished um, uh, after, after the game Robbie Nielsen said uh, Hearts had been beaten by the officials rather than Celtic and said that's what happens when you play in Glasgow Um he was pleased with the players' efforts, especially in the second half, and felt we'd done it done enough to, at least to get a point in the match. It was all fair enough. And that was it. It was exactly that, and that's how you do it. Um, so I'm liking Barry Mackay so much just now. I've got a wee quiz for you, boys. <laughs> we, a wee bit of nonsense for you, just to break it up a bit, since we've got two games to talk about. So here's a wee game for you called Barry Mackay or Bust. Buzzing. It's quite simple. Barry Mackay just made his 13th appearance for the club. So I'm going to give you some players, and I want to know if you think they've got more or less appearances than Barry. Are we, are we working together or individually? Individually. But let's try and right. do it quick. Let's not milk right, it too on. much. You know, it's not that good. And I have to say that I've got these uh, these other appearances from London Hearts, but they are different from Wikipedia. So... <laughs> I'm trusting I, I trust Hearts, let's, let's trust London Hearts, man. The guy seems to be fucking on the ball. Exactly. So don't at me. You know, it's all from... Uh, we'll, we'll start off with one. I was trying to think of quite niche uh, niche players for you. We'll start off with a, a Northern Irishman uh, who you could say looks like a character out of the Beano and he got battered by his keeper recently. Yes, it's Bobby Burns. What do you say? 13 appearances, higher or lower? Lower. I'm going to go higher. Lower. Simon, you are bust. Hey. Was that me? Yeah, five oh. appearances. 
Only for Bobby Burns. Oh, this is like that game where you stand up and you've got to have your hand on your head or your <laughs> or your or your arse, and then whoever's left standing <laughs> at the end wins. It's rubbish game. Your hand <laughs> on your better, head. I'm sorry. <laughs> your hand on your head or your arse. <laughs> yeah, that one. Like, and then it's like that's the the yes or no, and then. It's like Eagle. a team building thing. Team building what? nonsense, yeah. aye. <laughs> That's all we're doing. Just getting to know each other. We've only known each other for like 20 years. <laughs> um, As you were. <laughs> moving on. That was meant to be the easy one, Simon. Disappointed, but I did think it could be a wee, a wee stumble. I uh, just yeah. knew he made loads of appearances in random positions, so surely yeah. he's got a team. Aye. That's it. Utility player. I played a lot in the League Cup and all that. Uh, well, he didn't really. Five, five times he did. <laughs> Um, right, next one. A hard bastard who came in on loan from Sion. Hacked fuck it. Everyone in the league picked up loads of bookings and then left, leaving a legacy behind. Jaquim Adeo. Higher or lower? 12 appe- uh, 13 appearances. Lower. Higher. Simon? Simon's out. <laughs> oh, right, I was out. <laughs> playing, Simon. Right, I'll go uh, lower. Then the two of the two lowers are correct. Only twelve appearances. Twelve. Ah, so close. There you go. There you go. Right, next one. One of the most hated and worst players you've ever seen play in Maroon. <laughs> but he played for us a bit. Leonard Soa. Higher or lower? Lower. Higher. I'm gonna go higher because you just told us he plays for us quite a bit. <laughs> Well, you know I've been a wee bit. <laughs> a wee bit more than 13. <laughs> exactly, because it was 15. Oh, what? <laughs> three out of three. I was shocked by that. Shocked by it. That was a rough period of time, though. Right. Oh. Uh, right just one more, because it's uh, dragging on a wee bit. I can feel the patterns drying up. A shirtless club legend with a wee pot belly, Craig B. Oh, higher. Oh, higher than 13, surely. Lower. Well done, Hammy. You are right. Only nine appearances. What an impact, eh? (laughs) Unbelievable. I know. He was injured a lot, eh? So (laughs) he made it count though in those nine appearances. Fuck, he did that. I know. Legend. Jeez, Wikipedia only gives him five. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. Again, it would still be lower, so that's why I've kind of went, ah, it's fine to use it. Um, and that was that. That was that. Thank you. Uh, I don't know who won it. You're all winners. You're all winners. It was me. Well Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> Simon, onto a game more fresh in our memories. We played Livingston yesterday. Um, a more conventional 3-4-3. I back to the back to the original lineup. Uh, we actually pretty much played the lineup that I think we should be playing moving forward which is Moore over Smith but that was through injury um, after about what was that about 15 minutes that he came on right, so it was Gordon again in goals again absolutely phenomenal couple of TV saves but a couple of actual genuine points winning saves um, the one that he tipped onto the post was fucking incredible John Sewer Craig Halkett and Kingsley name me three better defenders in this league I could name you a few <laughs> and then it was Michael Smith that started but he only got 15 minutes I think there must have been a, an understanding that he maybe didn't have the full game in him because they all they seemed to know as soon as he went down with his back they all seemed to know straight away that he wasn't going to be able to continue 
So um, you think that maybe he was carrying a wee knock or something. And well, then Alex Cochran was back in the lineup. He's missed two games while being on the bench for two games. So it's good to see him back as well. Um, and then it was McInef alongside Devlin in the middle of the park, meaning that Haddon was the one that lost his place. Barry McKay, Liam Boyce and Woodburn up top again. Thought Barry McKay was fantastic. Liam Boyce is getting sharper again. How the fuck does Ben Woodburn play for Liverpool? <laughs> well, there's moments I see him. Aye, there's moments I see him and I think, yeah, he's like a genuine, the, the talent is there. And sometimes I just watch him and I just go, what is he doing? Like his decision making is baffling sometimes. Aye. Um, so going, going back a stage, first of all, um, first half was an absolute fucking shambles. <laughs> Aye. Must have been Hammy, one of the worst first halves I've seen in recent memory. It was just bizarre until the change. Yeah, and I don't know, it seems to be a bit of a theme. We seem to be trying to outdo ourselves in first half performances this year because it really was terrible. Um, worse than the Motherwell game, and I was nearly leaving at half time, so uh, I didn't even watch this, but caught up with it at times on. Um, the socials and genuinely folk worth human. Like it was proper getting to Robbie you uh, <laughs> moments. I think um I think in that with that two in midfield and the way we play and uh, unless we've got like genuine athleticism down the, the flanks, um we we can really struggle and teams can just set up for us and, and overrun that midfield quite easily. So I think this is now the stage where Nielsen Needs to maybe make a few adjustments now that teams have like four months of videos worth of, of how he's wanting to set this team up. Um, you've got to make adjustments throughout the league. And and to be fair to him, he did go in that second half, well, even before the second half had started, he, he did make adjustments. No, he did. And I mean, we could not get the ball off Livingston and they pressed us so high up the park. Like our, our back three, which turned in our five, was sitting like on the 18-yard line. Yeah, went forward. We do miss we do miss Benny in that situation because both him and Devlin will come deep to the back three to pick up the ball. Whereas with McInef, and I like McInef, but with him in the squad and and all the other players and up up front, no one else was coming short. So it just really made it really easy for Livingston just to put a couple of men to press Devlin whenever he got the ball, and they'll win it back right on the edge of our box. Yeah, you can't have it both ways. But uh, like that, McInef's in the team because we, there's not been enough coming through yeah. in the middle of the park. So you bring him on and tell him to play higher. And then, we, but when you need someone back there, it doesn't work. But this is why Woodburn got pulled so early. You know, yeah. that was not a niggle. He got pulled for Haring because he was doing a shit job. And we were basically playing with just, uh, just an empty shirt in the I, middle of the park. Yeah, we were. I fair. Um, but I bringing Haran on was at the 40, 40th minute. Thereabouts, so. I oh, it was twenty ninth minute. Jesus, oh, I don't yeah. think it was that early. Aye, so that did give us an extra body in midfield. And I was actually thinking um, the other day about Peter Haring and how we used to look at him, how we look at like Benny and Devlin now. Mm-hmm. So uh, there maybe is like a good player in there, but. I'm just yet to be convinced after the injuries, but yeah, I think Peter Hannon did make a difference when he came on today. Yeah, well, yesterday. 
<laughs> I just worked a full shift on you. Um, Hammy, there's been a lot of people saying Haring is looking back to his, his previous best. Do you think he's getting there potentially? Yeah, no, I, I do. I think the last couple of games when he's came on, he's look, he's just looking more mobile. I know that sounds a bit weird, but yeah. it doesn't look like he's running hurt. He sort of looked like he was struggling about the pitch at times, whereas now he, he does look a lot fitter. He's look, he looks like he's able to ping a ball. Um, again, passing long passes, really stretching the play, especially against Celtic. He was putting uh, balls down the right to Michael Smith, who sadly couldn't do anything with them. But um, ah, he can pick a pass, and that's one of his best sort of attributes, as well as, you know, he was actually quite a, a goal threat as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if, if Benny's out, I think Haran's a, a good replacement um, for certain games. I think McInef's also a good replacement for other games. It's depending on who you're playing against. Yeah. What a nice problem to have, eh? Yeah. Haran can yeah. also wallop someone in the middle of the park and no get booked. Aye. It's a pretty good talent. He, he just somehow make three or four easy bookable challenges and just doesn't need to get booked. Mm-hmm. He's a hard bastard, Haran. Like, and in, in a league where there's a lot of uh, direct football at times, up to the middle of the park, he towers over most centre midfielders in the league as well. Aye. He's yeah. very handy in the air as well, which is always nice. Um, just on Michael Smith, Nielsen said after the game uh, that it was back spasms, which is why he went straight off. But like he was fine by the time the game finished, like he was walking out fine and not in any pain, which is good news. He said playing on that. Um, I thought we'd learn that we don't take those um, bits of injury <laughs> advice from Mr. Nielsen. <laughs> well, you'll like this one, Cameron. What Nielsen blamed it on the plastic pitch. I mean, that might actually be true. Aye. And again, I've got the same qualifications as he does, I guess, in that. <laughs> for the season, that's it. He's done that. Done. <laughs> probably. probably. Um, Cameron, what about that? I think it was six saves, I think it was, from Gordon in quick succession. Is that, uh, we say that every week, what, what save of the season, but is that in a bit? I mean, he likes a telly save. Eh? Um, well, then we're telly saves. All telly saves, every single Aye. one. No, I mean, it's just, I don't know. Like, how he's managed to hit this vein of form at this point in his career makes literally no sense whatsoever. You're supposed to get worse after a certain age, and he's gotten better. And it's like, not even like he's, he's avoided injury. No, he's like mm-hmm. the complete opposite. He's, ah, he's, he's like, his career was basically over when he ended up at Celtic. And Maybe that's it. Maybe he had that break, and now actually, in, in football terms, he's only thirty-two or something. <laughs> but um, I like. Sorry, go back to what you actually asked me. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, yeah, it's probably the best. But will it be the best by the end of the season? I doubt it. You'll probably do something else. <laughs> <laughs> right, you're right. You, you just don't know about Gordon. Um, the first half, we only had one shot, and it was off target. With 51% possession, it felt like we had 30. And why oh, I was I was sitting right or raging to myself, <laughs> ruining my Sunday. Uh, but Simon, the second half was much better right from the off, wasn't it? Aye. Um, I love the little move. Barry Mackay's first-time pass is phenomenal and, and Boyce as well, just to, to run off the shoulder of the centre-back. Livy's defending was a bit... They were all kind of ball-watching. No one was following Boyce. And uh, I think, was it... Um, Taylor Moore who played the ball into Barry Mackay Suter. was it Suter aye sorry aye brilliant pass first time in and, and just 
that touch from like round the corner. Phenomenal goal, aye. Mm-hmm. Lovely stuff. Um, and the stats for the second half, all in the second half, we had 10 shots, four on target. Like, what a difference. How, Cameron, you, you described Hearts as becoming a second half team. What was this? Um, just means we're better in the second half than we were in the first half. <laughs> so that was relatively self explanatory. <laughs> but is but that then a again, thing? I thought advent calendars were as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> but is that a thing? Is there teams that are known as second half teams? I, I don't know. I mean, to me, it looks like we are. I mean, I don't have the stats to back up, but I mean, we were much better against St Mirren in the second half. We were much better against Celtic in the second half. And mm-hmm. we were obviously much better yesterday in the second half. So yeah. that's a trend. Fair enough. So I, yeah, I guess it's true. Um, good. I mean, the second half, right, it was just generally much better. It didn't look like we were going to score that much. Uh, Barry Mackay scored a goal. It was offside because of Boyce in the build-up. I felt right sorry for him. Aye. Uh, desperate for Mackay to get a goal. He deserves it. Um, he seemed to be playing almost as like a kind of shadow striker in, a, in the tenet for the last phase of the game as well and was doing great. That kind of position where he set up boys rather than yeah. out wide as well. I just, um, that is such a, sound like such an arsehole saying it, but it's sort of just in front of the centre-back. So for them to sort of take a step forward, leave space in behind and, and it's always a difficult decision. So good mm-hmm. for him picking up those spaces. Yeah. Ideal. Um, and just finally, uh, Hammy, we won't go into it too much because we've got Jambles kickback in just a moment, and I know what the uh, what it's regarding this week. But Armand uh, Nandwili's performance when he came on and his miss, wowzers! Aye, the miss was bad. I'd, I've watched it a few times, and I'm really trying to give a bit of credit to Nandwili because the keeper does really, really well. But nah, man, you I mean you need to be finished? He's one on one, going from. 30 yards out running down on the keeper you're a striker you should be finishing that if you're an off form striker though that is the last opportunity you're wanting because all you are doing is thinking and when you're thinking you're you're doing too much right in front of the Hearts fans as well who Aye. are already being a bit nasty about him and stuff I so. think he could have finished that once he's got around the keeper though I know what you mean he doesn't th- it takes it wide but it's not that wide Aye. it's still still gettable it's just I can't believe he hits the f- close net into him. Like, why is he not aiming for the back post? I don't know. Maybe it's faster. Obviously, it's a lot easier for us to sit here and say that. But I would have fucking scored that. I, I, I actually would. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, do you want to hear thousands of other comments about Nandwili? Hammy <laughs> <laughs> Jumbles kickback. Well, I was going to talk about um, the fans again, but I think I've already done that. So I decided to have a look at who who was rated highly and who was rated lowly. And um, Mr. Nandwili obviously is not the flavour of the month at the moment, but I started off seeing the debate and there was some positive comments. Somebody said besides the miss, thought he'd done all right, to be honest. Okay, um, he was poor when he came on, but I'm going to cut him some slack over the missed chances. He was just put off his stride, hurdling the keeper. Should just have taken the hit and got the penalty. Okay, um, I know this is an unpopular view, but I don't think he's as bad as someone here make out. 
We're hardly getting to see much of him before he comes on. The vast majority of the fans have made up their mind about how bad he's going to be. His confidence must be absolutely smashed just now. And for whatever reason, Hearts fans seem to love putting down their own players and club over the last few seasons. It's your fault, guys. It's your fault he missed that. I do agree with that. I am part of that as well, but I love <laughs> digging in on a player instantly as well. You're just... What else are you well, going to do? Well... I'm joking, by the way. <laughs> someday, uh, again, someday I'm sticking up for him a little bit. Someday I says, mental that people will slag him while singing songs about Andy Halliday. Um, Jambo's kick about his favourite football, Andy Halliday, gets dragged into a debate about Andy Willey, as he does. Um, then it, it gets a bit sour. Somebody says, don't hate the guy, but we need and deserve better than that, Huddy. It sort of sounds like you hate him a little bit. Somebody says, uh, Nando clearly isn't interested in playing for us. The guy needs the fitness coach to make sure he warms up properly, which says it all about his terrible attitude. Guy's probably just doing his job, the fitness coach. I'm not being funny, right? Aye. But there isn't, a, there isn't a guy at the club that warms up more than him. Aye. He literally <laughs> warms up for the entire game until he gets on. I also think he's he's a victim of um, just like his body language seems to be that he's like quite... He's one of these players that seems like they're no putting in effort when actually... He, he probably is trying just as hard as everyone else. He just looks a bit miserable sometimes. Yeah. I and think I think that the, gives off aye, gives off the feeling that he's maybe no trying. A lot of this is just like, he does. He clearly doesn't want to be here. Um, which, I think it's hard to judge. Yeah. Um, somebody else says, guy's a clown and plays like one. Don't know how clowns play, but he's saying uh, Nanduli is apparently. Oh. Um, how are people defending this wage thief? He is not interested, and that's ignoring his shyness, apparently. Um, he's that bad, he gets undeservedly booked. Don't know how you do that. Um, when Nando jumps, you wouldn't be able to slip a match program under his feet. Again, a lot of comments about his jumping ability and how he's not able to win a header. Um, another one says, I look at players like him and think, I, mil- I might still have a chance of becoming a professional. That, that chance, maybe. Um, he is one of the worst footballers I have ever seen. How he can have possibly got this far as a professional player, quite bewildering to think that he has empty ASAP. And um, again, it all turned into a bit of a bun fight about Halliday. Um, somebody says, agree, Halliday is every bit as bad as a player, but possibly more a more annoying human. <laughs> <laughs> and then it genuinely descended into everyone arguing about who was worse between him and Halliday. <laughs> it was just off. It was just weird. Um, me personally, I've stuck up for Randy Lou quite a bit because um, I do think he's come on a few times and and looked well. But I, uh, it's, it's it's difficult to defend him at some points with his general play. But I think that's just the type of player he is, and sometimes it just doesn't work out. And he's a, he's a one-touch-in-the-box player. You want him just having one touch in the box. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And we want our strikers to help build up. We have Liam Boyce essentially playing as a fucking number eight. So when he comes on, it's a very different style. So I understand that it's going to be difficult because, like I said, you want him taking one or two touches in the box and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> there was a moment against Livingston away from the where they took around the keeper the ball came into him and he just had to take a touch and have a shot on goal. Then he took a touch and it ended up behind him. <laughs> aye, well, he's still maybe just that. All right, aye. <laughs> I think what? Yeah. 
he's not the worst player I've ever seen. Like somebody said no. in that, he's by he's not at all. No, yeah, I think it's harsh people saying that he looks like he doesn't want to be at the club and all that. I, I don't agree with any of that at all. No, but I think he's um he's not in good form. He needs minutes. I don't think there's any reserve football now. I think they just have to play the old bounce game and stuff. So yep. he's having no time to really get... Well, he had a couple of games, didn't he, when Boyce was out, but it takes longer than two games to get to get sharp. And he, he, even at his best, I feel like Nand really might be a bit like of a confidence striker. Like, yeah. come, the goals come in bunches and not just like... Just like, like, like Liam Boyce is as well. Boyce scores in patches as well. It's, it's not uncommon. It's not a bad thing, but... If you're not getting any game time that gives you like some sort of chance to build up form, you're never going to get it. Mm-hmm. Did you know that you can get a Pringles advent calendar? Hi, I was looking this up, right? I was going to not say it. In. I was trying to find a savoury advent calendar. The only ones I could find was Pringles and pork scratchings. That's my new Craig Gordon, scooping up the ball. <laughs> was there just one Pringle in each bit? No, it's 12, 12 tubs, 12 days, 12 quid. <laughs> wow. One single Pringle doesn't even tell you the flavour. <laughs> I eat my... On you go. <laughs> oh dear. I eat my advent calendar chocolate like in the morning with my coffee. I would imagine eating Pringles with your morning coffee. But... I, can I, imagine eat, I can imagine you calendar. eating Pringles in the morning. I don't know if I would. I don't know. I've never done it. Uh, anyway, Cameron, stick with you then. Uh, buy or sell? I presume uh, Nandu later score isn't one of them. Um, I'll let you into a secret. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I will also reveal that we have had a bit of a turnaround in fortunes here, as we do have a maximum score from the Celtic Livy games, and it is Simon. Fuck yes. <laughs> the only four of the week. Um, the high score apart from that is twos, so I'll go through them. So, um, Hearts have over 31.5% possession. Uh, turns out I was being optimistic. Uh, came in at 30. So, um, yeah, mixed bag across there. I'm not going to go through each person. Um, ascending off in the Celtic game. Um, I mean, it felt like the kind of game as it went on that maybe had that in it, but no, nothing. Hearts to take four points. The negative is winning the day here. Um, sold that. Took three. And then a defender scored against Levy, obviously, it was, it was Boyce. So that didn't come in either. All sells this week. Simon with four. Jarvie, Hammy, and Instagram with two. And myself, Paddy, and Twitter with what? one. Hey, shite bags, ball in it. Ball in the league. <laughs> I mean, I'll get to the scores. They are not really being reeled back in by any large margin. But hey, here we go. So bringing up the rear and no longer on his own. Is Simon on 31, tied with, wait a minute, wait a minute. Actually in last place, back to last season, Paddy on 29. <laughs> <laughs> then bringing it up to 31, where we find Simon and Hammy. And then it's myself and Instagram on 32. Jarvie on 33. And mm. out in front with a 66% correct score ratio um, is, is Twitter. 39 there out of 59. Pretty solid. That's what happens when you can see what other people have put and you just kind of jump on. But hey ho. Um, <laughs> all right, on to, on to Rangers. Um, so five this week, uh, four plus a, a bonus one. I always like to chuck in a bonus one for the big games. So this one isn't actually related on, on the park. This is 
us as fans. Oh, I know. By the time we kick off, is the game a home sellout? What? What, Every single ticket? (laughs) Well, a sellout would mean they're all sold. (laughs) Sell. Because you can sell 15,000 and only have five in the stadium, it turns out, after watching Hibs. Um, Whoa! Hey. Oh, oh. A wee hipstick, is it? What's it you? I'm gonna buy it. Yeah, Sammy. I'm only. I'm gonna sell it because I don't think we're gonna sell every single ticket. But I think it's gonna be above twenty thousand. Exact same as Simon. So. Ooh. Paddy, Paddy bought it. You'd be surprised to know. He's not seen it, but he's bought it. Paddy's back I'm, next week. He's going to kick your ass for all these I'm, I'm, I am, I am on holiday, so um, it'll oh, be fine. Yeah. We had our change now, so we're job sharing. Um, <laughs> so he'll, he'll be setting the, the buy-sell. We'll see how that goes. Um, and I am also going to buy it with Hammy. All right. Now, possession. So... Against the old firm this season, um, we have averaged 33% possession. That is three away games and one at home. So the line this time is 37 and a half. I'll buy that. I'll buy it. I'm going to sell that. Fuck um, off, Harry. We're gonna, I'm we're also going to buy it. What will the Paddy do? Uh, he also he also bought it, believe it or not. Um, he's just a very positive human being. I will let you in. Another bit there is that the one game that kind of pulls that thirty three percent average up was the Rangers game. We've had better possession versus Rangers than we have in any of the Celtic games. So there you mm. go. I never realised that Tynecastle wasn't twenty thousand seats. Right, it's just under a couple three hundred right. under that, is it? Sure. Simon's got over twenty thousand, so it's going to be good. <laughs> going to be good. I, I'm sure that I was sure I read the new standards take us over twenty. That's what was it, Simon? Nineteen thousand seven hundred dollars. Aye, Counting the stewards. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm counting the players and all. <laughs> now, this one had to be in there after two starts, and I've set this as a line rather than a start here. Does the train keep on trundling forward, picking up pace with over 30 minutes versus Rangers for Aaron McInnish? Yeah, but I, I think he plays the full game. I, I'd said this just assuming that Benny was back in midfield. Well, I'm going to sell it and I'm going to assume that Haring comes in for him and we sit a bit tighter in midfield. And Benny's still injured, obviously. I've bought it alongside um, Simon. I'm going to buy it. Yes. And so does Paddy. Nearly a clean sweep, except for <laughs> the boo boy himself. It's not a bad thing if Haring starts. Oh, boo. Right. <laughs> and, okay. So here's one. I had a look into Rangers' scores going back. And what I got to was only twice since the beginning of last season, have Rangers dropped points while scoring two goals. So essentially, they score two goals and they don't drop points. Those two games were a two-all draw versus Hibs and a two-all draw versus Aberdeen. So Rangers under 1.5 goals. 
buy. Yeah, I'm gonna buy it. Buy it. We've all bought it. Congratulations, gents. You win that one. I'll just give you the point now. Happy <laughs> days. Now, the most important question of all when it comes to a big game. I mean, we know there'll be a clock. We know there'll be a large crowd. We know that we're going to concede less than two goals. But will there be pyrotechnics when the players come out <laughs> at the beginning of the game? <laughs> but, but I only think there's only ever been them when we've got the trophy out. <laughs> I know. Like, why, why do you think there would be pyrotechnics? <laughs> oh, back in the Romanov days, they were there like every week. It was great. <laughs> it's just why I go back. Well, I'm gonna sell it, but like I'm sorry about it. Yeah, I'm gonna sell it, but I would also love to for it to be a a thing. Hmm. I Bye. am going. Yes, Hammy. <laughs> yes. You and Paddy have bought that there, and I am going to sell it. <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Absolute Judas, you know, just Buddy and Paddy. I sell it for good reason. I believe that we will start the game with a fantastic water display while soaking all of the Rangers team with our sprinklers. This is true. So, um, there you go. When it comes in, and see when there are pyrotechnics now, I'm going to be gutted. But there we go. I ruined my own Sunday. <laughs> oh, good. I'm I'm really excited about the Rangers game on on Sunday. Are you generally feeling quite optimistic going into it? I think we have the ability to to get something to this game. I don't see why we should be scared at Tencastle. Um, oh, it's also a good point we've we forgot to make a way win. It was in, in the intro, Simon. In the intro. Um, <laughs> but I I think at Tencastle. I don't want to say we're favourites, but I definitely think we've got just as good a chance as they do. How many do you think Nielsen's going to stick with the three-four-three, three and we'll, we'll go and attack them and, and try and win here? I hope so, especially because we're at home. We've got that. We've given them the reduced allocation and everything. I think we need to really put a marker down. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most two recent times I've seen Rangers play was both against Hibs, funnily enough, and mm. I don't think they looked brilliant. They're just that sort of annoying team that can get a win out of nowhere, which I wish Hearts could date sometimes, but. I they've that's, um, that's um, called a penalty, Hammy. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Cameron. Uh, uh, you should have had a Rangers penalty by ourselves. Like, come on. I did. Did you see the start like, earlier? I should have said it as a penalty that wouldn't be given for the team on the other side. One of the like one of those. Hearts <laughs> haven't had a penalty against them this season in the league. Well, Yet. that's a ruin. <laughs> So possibly now Rangers have got a big game on Thursday as well in the Europa League against Lyon. So, oh, good spot. Away, aye, is away. Aye. Also, I've been knackered all the way to the south of France <laughs> on a private jet, <laughs> drinking um, balls of Chapin de Dupont. <laughs> nearly early kickoff though. Pubs will be full. Everyone will be in Christmas spirits. Aye, let's go. Okay, attack them. There you go, listeners. Hope you're right buzzing now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, boys. 
and uh, thank you, Paddy, Padman Productions. Um, not a bad one this week, Fred, and I don't think. It's been all right. Uh, if you aren't following us on social media already, you can do so and play along with IRCL. It's at hearts underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and if you're listening through Apple, uh, do leave us a nice review, even some stars. Um, Cameron really appreciates when you do. Uh, so until next time, keep washing your hands for the hearts. We'll see you again soon. So this chocolate chat, I just want to talk about the jambos. <laughs>